you try to break out because over in your real life now you're not that's that way but then somehow with them you you kind of go back into that so if you were to be with these people for a long time and really owned yourself and started coming out into who you are uh, oftentimes there's a little pushback and that makes it difficult so that's why it's hard to grow because we want that love and acceptance from around us Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be, rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. If you are anything like me and you love devouring all the personality tests, like the Enneagram or your horoscope, all the different kinds of ways to get to know yourself, I have done them all. And truthfully, I have loved them. Taking personality tests has helped me feel so empowered, encouraged me to just be who I naturally am, and has helped me give myself permission to go after the things that I really want. But can these things block us from becoming the best version of ourselves? We're going to dive into it today. I got to sit down with Alice from Happiness You over in Hawaii and have an amazing talk about all things self-development, growth, knowing oneself, and how to rewrite our stories and change the things that aren't working. So if you're maybe kind of feeling that in between, not really sure who you are, what your next steps are, hopefully this episode will offer up some perspective on how to embrace the person that you are and how to go after the person that you really want to be. Hi, Alice. Hi, Renee. (laughs) How are you doing? Good, good. From Hawaii, it's nice and sunny here. And um, I'm sure it's much earlier in the morning for me than you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's three in the afternoon here. So yeah, we're early morning. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad that we get to have a chat and I can see the sunshine beaming in behind you. A little jealous. That's okay. Uh, so I'm really excited to have you on. I think, you know, I know your background started a little bit with, you said feng shui and kind of helping people lay out their space, but now you've kind of transferred into more of the helping people with, you know, self-growth and personality tests. And I love that so much because that's how my journey started was kind of almost the reverse. I really wanted to get to know myself Mm -hmm. and I felt like the 
easiest way to do that was to start getting rid of stuff I didn't like. I thought if I get rid of the stuff I don't like, maybe I'll learn more about, you know, maybe it'll kind of help clear some space so that I can get to know me. So I would love to hear your story and how you got to where you are. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to give you a really high level because otherwise it would take hours as everyone has their story. So I actually, um, prior to doing all this uh, type of work with with people and behaviors and, and understanding oneself, like in my 30s, I was all into television. So I was a I had TV shows in Japan and Hawaii and um, big sponsors. And I was just thought that I was at the height of whatever it is I was. And then uh, uh, one day I lost it all. I got, uh, they sold the company. I lost everything. I was in unemployment and I was down at the unemployment office and I opened up my Palm Pilot. Now you might be too young to remember Palm Pilots, but Palm Pilots were like an electronic calendar thing that we had. And on there, there was a note and uh, it was, it was April 1st of the year 2000. And there was a note. It said from an, from an astrology reading, I'd had three years prior that my life was going to go in a different direction. My career path was going to change. Now, keep in mind, I wasn't into all this stuff at the time. Somebody had given me a gift certificate. So I went, I threw it in the calendar without thinking much of it. But it stunned my life so much to think, how could somebody who didn't even know me years ago talk about a date, you know, from which my life would change? So I became extremely fascinated with life, life cycles, who we are, why we're here, uh, and so I started out delving into astrology and and had been doing uh, working as a professional astrologer for 24 years now. And after a while of doing people and personalities and understanding people, uh, then my other half said, hey, if the planets affect you, what about the environment? So I went and learned uh, feng shui. So I started learning it, consulting. I wrote, wrote a book on it, trained people to do cons- at feng shui, which comes into rule number one minimize clutter. So that's how I got into that journey. And then people started kind of like, I'm a Scorpio and that's why I'm resentful or my, my money, uh, my, my bathroom is in the wealth corner. That's why I don't have money. And I'm like, no, you don't have money because you're not managing your money, right? You can't blame the stars or your environment for your life. And so that's how I started getting into life guidance and, um, really, uh, delving deeply into helping people, um, just move to a better place in their life. Exactly 10 years ago, uh, I did that on my own for a while. And then 10 years ago, I opened a company called Happiness You. It is, um, well, it was a brick and mortar where we had people come in and take classes on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. I mean, things like Life Purpose 101 to Clutter Clearing 101 to uh, dealing with the uh, irritating relationships 101, mental stress. So we just covered the gamut. So we had multiple teachers teaching their expertise and, uh, yeah, now we do it. We do it online, actually. So we have a online community where we do all this now, a little little membership community. So that's kind of where we are today. So and then I do a lot of work with companies and corporation and mindset training and that sort of thing. That is so cool. Um, and you're right. I was thinking that as you were talking, as you were saying, you know, I'm I'm this way because of my star sign. And and I was <sighs> gonna ask you, you know, do you feel like that kind of can become where we just box ourselves in like uh I'm a Taurus stubborn. Right. And so when I was young, I saw that as like, I'm, you know, 
that stubborn what we what we think of when we think of a pig head older you know yeah uh-huh. uh, as I've gotten older I'm like no I, I think it's like determination and I go after things and it's, it doesn't and it have happens. to be yeah yeah and I think that's what it is we uh we all have so much potential within us we're an ever-evolving uh like person and so as we learn as we grow and just that openness and the awareness like you can't change if you don't if you're not aware and so it's that's the kind of things like your podcast people become aware of things and they explore it and then they grow a little bit so yeah so I've been super interested in transformation super interested in just helping people get from a to b without their stories uh and there's so many ways to go about it right there's not one way that works uh, so, yeah, so my, my, my life uh, path has really led me to what I'm, I'm doing today. That's so interesting. And so I have a question for you. Um, because like I said, my weird backward way, when I started, I read a book that talked about letting go of our stories, like you said, or letting go of who we think we are or what people have said about us, letting go of the beliefs that we're carrying around mm-hmm. And I thought that sounds way too difficult because that's a lot of work. So I was like, what if I just start by decluttering my closet and learning a little bit more about myself that way when I really pay attention to the things that I like. So what is your basic, like, I guess your start, how your how to start guide for kind of learning yourself on that deeper level rather than. Yeah. So there's multiple ways. So there's like, like if if someone would come to me, for example, and they said, ah, oh, you know, I'm financially challenged. Um, yeah, so I don't have a lot of money to spend on like a personal consultation or whatever, or an astrology session. Then I would say, well, <laughs> for me, I have like nine books and they're all about self-growth and awareness and happiness. And, and so that's, of course, where I would start. But then uh, in 2019, I wrote a book called Master Your Superpowers. And I created a a psychometric assessment, which is like a personality test. And it's based, it's so simple. Like you've probably taken MB at Myers-Briggs or DISC or Strength Finders or like there's like so many out there. So the reason why mine is like different is it's like super fun because I wanted it to be like, um, when I wrote it was that time, remember when they had like superpower, super, super woman was out, Wonder Woman, like Aquaman, like it was during the time when superheroes were a thing. So I created Master Superpowers. You take an assessment that's based on the five elements of Chinese medicine, which I learned in feng shui. And I took these elements of like water and personified them and then transcended them into superheroes. So if you, if you take the assessment and you're really high on water, uh, that's your intuition, that's your sensitivity, that's your transparency, just like water. And so anyway, you, you, you take the assessment and you, you really learn like what is your intrinsic elemental nature. So you say you're a Taurus. So we say, okay, so Taurus, we know it's an earth sign. Yes, it can be stubborn, but it's persistent. It is a manifester. It knows value. It plants seeds for things to grow. So there's so many good things about it. So that, also relates to in my in my in my system it relates to earth and earth is foundational and grounding and so if you are a taurus i bet you will test it in there with some earth in there which means that your superpower is patience your virtue is consideration like these are just qualities that if you are quote unquote slow like earth is a little slower uh, in movement 
uh, other, you could have grown up with parents that are like, come on, why are you so slow? Hurry up. And you're going to think something's wrong with you when in fact your superpower is patience. You take your time, you're present in the moment and doing what you need to do. So yes, yeah, so I would say my, cause my personal assessment is only $10. So you can take that and get this manual and sort of understand yourself. So that's that one. And then the other thing is astrology. And then the other thing is, you know, just being open, like listening to all these incredible podcasts we have now uh, that, that just someone can say one thing 10 times and you don't get it. And then someone else says it and all of a sudden the whole world opens up to you. And so you, you, you kind of transcend your old illusion of life and you, you, you move into this new possibility. So I think we're just constantly evolving as we go. And there's multiple points in which we can start to, to grow. Yeah, for sure. And so when you're saying that, all I can think is, you know, part of my minimalist journey has been slow living um, and slowing down. So when you say that my earth sign is slowing down, uh, rather than anyone ever, you know, telling me I was going too slow or moving too slow, it was more like everyone around me was already in go mode and I was trying to match their energy, you know, Um, like that is anxious energy. Um, and I can't help but feel like, and I'm, I'm sure you have picked up on and noticed this. So many people are not living, you know, their, the way that they were built to live. And it just causes this, we're, we're all kind of lost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, whenever someone says, oh, you know, there's so many principles, like, what would you, what, how would you boil it down to? What is the one thing and I would just say, you got to know yourself. If you don't know yourself, you don't know where to go. And most times people have been, like you said, so far away from themselves that they're centering on other people, centering on other things, subordinating to rules that past authorities have set and they've bought into living apart from who they are, saying, why am I not happy? Keep drawing like situations and circumstances into their life that just don't seem to match who they really are. And so it really is get to know yourself. So how do you do that? Right. A lot of times it's people feel uncomfortable to be with their own self because then you have to, you know, you have to face the music like, oh my gosh, you know, I've lived all these years and haven't been who I am. So it really is getting to know yourself. And I, uh, and people say, well, how do you do that? Like, how do you get to know yourself? And it's really very simple. Like if you and I, like we're meeting today and let's say we're in the same city and we're like, oh my God, we have this resident. I, I, I really like you. I want to get to know you. What do we do? We go out for tea. We talk. I asked you stories. And so that's all it is. Getting to know yourself is spending time with yourself. So you can obviously do it through journaling. You can do it through self-reflection. You can look at things you don't like in your life and take and ask yourself, how did it come to that? How do I change it? So there's, it's all about you. That's, and, and nobody knows what you go through from the morning you wake up in the morning, you are, you are delegating your energy out with all the things that you have to do. And no one can really do that for you. No one can live your life for you. No one can make your life better. So I always, I, I always say when you're ready, it's all about you. And that's simply it. After our family downsized our house, we started working to pay off debt and build an actual savings because for decades I would transfer $100 to our savings account, but then I would end up transferring it right back to our checking when we had overspent. So when we downsized, I decided to get serious about saving money for things like emergencies and for fun things like travel. The first thing I did was open a high yield savings account that was separate from our current checking account. That way, it wouldn't be as easy for me to just pull money out whenever I felt like I needed it, and I knew it would force me to take my spending and my saving a lot more seriously. 
So if you are in a similar boat and are hoping to up your game when it comes to saving money, one of the absolute best accounts to get started is called Savings Connect. This is a savings account that pays close to 5% when you set an automatic savings deposit of just $100 per month. This is 11 times the national average, which means if you use a current savings account that's attached to your checking, there's a good chance you are not making nearly enough money. So if you're at a place in life where you're committed to changing your financial future and you actually want to start getting some money in the bank, you can get started with a Savings Connect account for as little as $100. Just head to reneebennis.com forward slash save to learn more and I will fill you in on all of the details. That's reneebennis.com forward slash save to learn more. That's so cool. And uh, the reason I love these you know, personality tests so much. And I'm really excited to try yours. Oh yeah. I'll send you the, yes. Yeah. It's like it, it, for, it feels like it gives you permission to be you when so many, like you said, authority figures or people in our life have told us that who we are is wrong or, you know, to be someone different. It feels like, no, this is you. It's okay. It's okay to be it. This is just how you're built. Yeah. And I think sometimes it takes a lot of courage because we want to be loved and accepted by the people around us. And anytime we shift a little something within us, we get pushback from people around us because they like us to be the old way. That's why they met. So I always say that we, well, our relationship has rules. The relationships we have with everyone has these unspoken rules. So unspoken rules are like, when you go into an elevator, you just face the front. It's an unspoken rule. Relationships have the rules of relationships were built when that relationship was formed. And sometimes we need to update them as we evolve and grow. And so sometimes you'll notice, like if you have friends from high school, you act a certain way with them from college. It's a different way. And you you, you try to break out because over in your real life now, you're not that, that way. But then somehow with them, you, you kind of go back into that. So if you were to be with these people for a long time and really owned yourself and started coming out into who you are, uh, oftentimes there's a little pushback and that makes it difficult. So that's why it's hard to grow because we want that love and acceptance from a- around us. Oh, absolutely. I remember when I started first reading uh, like spiritual growth, self-help books, one thing that I read or heard said, you know, eventually you'll get to that place where you don't care what other people think. And I was like, no, I will always care. I will always care deeply. I couldn't imagine. And now I truly feel found that the more I accept myself and step into who I am, the more everyone around me, I feel like kind of gives themselves permission to do the same. Yeah. And that's always the truth, right? It's just, it all starts with you. It's like, and then, you know, then what falls into place is like all, so I teach all this universal laws. And so one of the universal, the law of the one and the many, the law of the one and many, like, it's like, I want to be like, whether it's be alone or be with, I want to be alone, but then all of a sudden I crave people. Right. And then when I'm with people, I don't want to stand out too much because I want to be part of the group. And so if I stand out too much, the, the people reject me. Right. So the law of the one and the many is always at play. And as we spend time with ourselves, we get to know ourselves. We go back into the many, then we can start to kind of move that vibe higher. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's just not easy. It's easy to be with people who accept us for who we are. But whenever you're dealing with people that have an expectation of how you should be, whether it's work or friends or, or community, you're going to have a, have to fight that within uh, until, yeah. And I don't think we can, at least for me, I could never not care. I care so much about what people think. Yeah. 
Oh, that's, and I feel like I've truly gotten to a place where I just don't, (laughs) but that's been part of my process of letting go. I, but I do think, uh, something I've realized is, and this has been a long process. It wasn't just like a snap my fingers. It was, a. I can tell or I know this person doesn't like me or is thinking something negative about me that I would otherwise have wanted to defend in the past. And now I'm just, that's their story and they can tell it. I see what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I guess what I say, I care what people think is yesterday I did this big presentation and there's like a mistake and it's like, I don't want, you know, it's like everyone makes mistakes, but it's just like, I did care that I did show up as my best self. But yeah, no, I, at certain point, and I think the older you get, the more you get that way. Uh, it, it's just like, I mean, just some, at a certain point, you just don't care, but you care until you don't, I guess that's, that's the point that's the, that we want to get to that place where we can just accept ourselves as we are. And like you said, accept others as they are. And that gives everyone permission to just be who we are. Yeah. Not so even. as we're talking about this, I think like, I feel like I see some people who maybe say like, I don't care what people think about me. Uh, But do you ever feel like having that mentality can sometimes, like, I don't care if people can just accept me for who I am, but can that stop our growth when we're like, I'm just fine the way I am. But like, if I were to have accepted myself as is, um, I don't know how to explain it, but if I would have been like, well, I'm fine the way I am, I'm fine just the way I am 10 years ago, I never would have molded and shaped and bettered myself because I really put a lot of work into healing myself and growing to be the best version of myself. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes people are like, I'm just the way I am. But then that can kind of stop us from being maybe the better version or more healed version of who we want to be. Yeah. So there's two things. Um, one is, uh, one is ego. So our ego can come involved to be like, that would be like defensive mode. And then the other would be, um, that closed that, that not having an open mindset. Right. So the girl, so it's like, it, it it's really a pol- polar sort of thing. So if, if you are truly authentic and, and saying that, you know, I want to be who I am and I recognize I'm evolving into that because I don't think we ever really get there. Then we have a better chance of, of opening up. But yeah, like you said, it's like, I've had people say, you know, that's just how I am. Take it or leave it. And that's fine. So a lot of people will leave it and you'll leave a lot of lessons and good things and awesome things on the table if you have that mindset. So there's that, it's kind of a closed mindset and it's a protective mindset. Uh, yeah. And it's life, right? And nobody, you never know when someone's going to reach that point when they're ready to, to self-improve, right? It's a lot of times people have all these, like we talked about earlier, all these stories, resentment, so-and-so, this is that, this is how those people are. And then you're starting to limit yourself and how you live. Yeah. How do we, how do we find our stories? And, you know, I've come to find, I try to choose the ones I I want to believe, but it's so hard to let go of stories we've been told when we're maybe not even sure what stories we're living by. Yeah. And so we're blind, we're blind until we see basically. So, so even right now, you and I, there's all these stories we're telling about stuff that we're blind to because we think that's just who we are. So I always think of it just like as evolution and you, you find new levels of truth just by being open to it. 
right? So if you're open to seeing it. So I think like right now, if, if you say, what's the story you tell yourself? I'd be like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm positive. Like, I, I don't know. But in astrology, there is a, um, there is an asteroid called his, it's Chiron. So I, I read for about the 10 planets, but um, Chiron is in the asteroid belt and he represents the wounded healer. And it's such a great metaphor. Even if, even if you, you don't do astrology, you're not into it. This is a great metaphor. Chiron was a half horse, half human, sort of a centaur. And if you see some of the ancient um, paintings of, and drawings of him, he has an arrow stuck in his hindquarter. And the story of Chiron is that, uh, you know, I think Zeus or someone shot him with the arrow. So he's always like talking about the arrow. Like they'd be like, hey, do you want to go climb Mount Olympus? It's like, you know, I can't. I got the arrow. Like, do you want to do this? Like, like the arrow and the arrow could be, oh, I didn't have money growing up or my parents never let me do that or, you know, whatever those things about our past. So Chiron is known as the wounded healer because one day he was sitting there. And when people go through Chiron energy, this tends to happen. So you'll know because your stories will come up. Like all of a sudden, Chiron is there and he looks back and he's got human hands and he's like, oh, there's an arrow. So he takes his human hands. He starts moving the arrow. It's super painful, right? He pulls it out. He heals himself. He climbs the mountain. And the, this, when people go through a Chiron transit, uh, often say you're, you're pulling something out like, oh, like ex-husband stuff or kid stuff or guilt stuff or whatever that is. And when, when, when they're going through a Chiron, they recognize that, yeah, I'm seeing the arrow. I'm seeing that story. Um, and so once that, that story is gone, we end up having that potential to climb the mountain. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Um, I feel like I feel that to the depths of my soul because I have gone through so many of those over the last few years. Uh, and I've shared that with a, a few friends of mine and I know some of them are carrying around their arrows. You know, they have a lot of hurt. Uh, and something I hear from, or I remember hearing from them and I just let it be because we're all on our own journey, but is like, I don't want to dig back into that. I don't want to, you know, no one wants to jiggle the arrow because it does hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder like, cause there's that part of me, maybe it's my Taurus stubborn, but I want to tell them, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. You know, dive into your pain, but do you yeah. feel like it's something that can be encouraged or is it just, you know, a process we all have to pull out when we're ready? Yeah. And I think I've seen that. Like I've, I've actually, uh, we did a little count the other day. I've read, I've done over 12,000 astrology charts to date since I started. And with that amount of data just floating around my head, you sort of start to form certain understandings. And just like the sun and the moon, when we wake up, we look for the sun. At night, we look for the moon. You can't have the sun come up faster, the moon come up. It, it, it's just timing. Everything is timing. And so timing is all it is. And so if you have an open awareness about wanting to evolve and grow and you are you are intentionally talking to your inner self, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, and saying, I, 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 it, I, it's time. I want to evolve and grow. I want to experience the best of who I am. I want to offer the best of who I am. You will be amazed at how when you say that, when the timing is right, literally, you will come across something that will spark you and you'll be like, oh my gosh. So sort of those like mind-blowing moments or aha moments, you just think, huh, where was I? And then once you see it, you can't not do something about it. And it might take some time, but that's just the process of life. And I just think that, you know, we have friends and people that support us, but 
you're the one that does the journey. And sometimes you're just not ready. And that's okay. As long as you're open. I think that openness and that vulnerability um, and that humility that we have that, you know, we have great potential. So we're not so lowering our self value, we're saying, I have a lot to offer. I, I, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how I can do that. So those types of mindset can help us to sort of shed a little bit more gently, but it is timing. It's just timing and it shows up. It shows up in your chart. It's just when you are ready, <laughs> like the horse will drink the water, right? I mean, it's just like, yeah. Oh, so, okay. Now you've said the timing and I, I'm thinking back in the beginning of what you what you said with your story on that April 1st message yeah. that you received. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious because I, well, I've heard about things about astrology. It's not something mm-hmm. I'm super familiar with. Well, yeah. Uh, have you really found that that's true that you can kind of pinpoint those dates and um, other people's experiences? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think there's a big misconception because uh, because we see the horoscopes in the in the cosmopolitan magazines and the newspaper. So it seems very general for entertainment purposes only. But in a nutshell, you were born at a specific location, which is a longitude and latitude at a specific time on a specific day. So if we take a picture of the sky at the moment of your birth, it's like your thumbprint. And it is so unique to you. It talks every single thing about you is in that thumbprint. And it's just a picture of your potential, everything about you, upsides, downsides. Then as the planets turn and move, it's that's the rhythm. That's a cycle like full moon, new moon, right? All of these, there's all these planets all moving at different degrees. Every planet has a job. So as we go through life, we hit certain milestones. When do you move? When do you break up? Get a relationship, change jobs, decide to open your business, your podcast. When you started that, all that shows up as timing. Does not show up as details. I'm not psychic. I can't say like what the details are. I know timing. And I'll just say, if you say, people always ask in the early days, like how accurate is this? How much can you guarantee? It's you. So it's a hundred percent. There's nothing that you, that I would say to you that you'd be like, uh, no, because it's you. So I'm reading the pattern of your your journey and it's up to you how fast you want to evolve it i don't know the details so this is in a session when i do a session with someone i i um i go back in their life i go 1993 what happened 19 what did you move did you change jobs so i can see timing and then i understand your future timing and how you respond to it whether you're in tune with yourself or not but something about understanding that you're not a random haphazard person just living this chaotic life uh, for no purpose like you're here for a reason. Everybody has a thumbprint. Everyone has a unique essence and potential and lessons uh, about it. And that's why you might see somebody go, wow, their, their, their love life goes so good, but they have trouble finding jobs. And this person, oh my God, career is amazing, but health sucks. And so we all have lessons to learn. So the chart really just shows what lessons we have to learn. And in the case of timing, there's a point in the chart that has to do with your career, your life path, like where you're headed. And Pluto, his, he, his personality, he, his job is transformation. He moves super, super, super slow. So when he comes around and he hits that career point, you start going through a transformation. Things start leaving, new things start coming, and it's a period of rebirth. So I rebirth from a television person that was sponsored by like Nike, Polo, Ralph Lauren, all these great things, all the way to nothing, to an astrologer, having an interest in astrology, 
death and rebirth. And it was hard because people laughed at me like, oh my God, you were this, you know, incredible person. And now you're just this weirdo (laughs) because back then that's how they thought astrology was. So it's um, timing. It's you. You have a life. You have a purpose. There's timing. Uh, Things can be explained. Yes, if things are chaotic, it simply means you're ready for a change. Um, if you're stuck in something and you wish there was change, but there's no change, it's simply because you're not ready for change. There's still something to learn in that stuckness. And once you get the lesson, you will be released from that into the next evolution of your life. It's a never ending journey, but I love astrology because yes, number one, it is, it's accurate. If if it's the right birth time, it is accurate. And it basically gives you a little bit of a guide of that rhythm that you, you tend to be in life. That's so interesting. And I love that you say that because I think about, you know, we downsized our house seven years ago and that what a weirdo, you know, <laughs> with like that, what a weirdo thought and just kind of being okay with that and going, I'm okay with being that weirdo because this is where I'm feeling called to be. Yeah. Uh, but I have a question for you. I have to get this out now because you were talking about the moon phases. Yes. And again, this isn't something I'm super interested in. When I met my husband, he had two older girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was his biological daughter. Another was her biological sister. He was raising both of them. We have a big old blended family. So the oldest, who is not related to any of us biologically, the oldest and her husband, my husband and I found that we were all born in the new moon phase. Mm-hmm. And that was something we thought was just kind of really shocking and so cool. Mm-hmm. Does that signify anything So a new moon represents new beginnings. So if you think about when there is a new moon in the sky, it's very dark. The full moon is very bright. So we have these phases. So every 28 days or so, you get a new moon. So the significance that all of you being born in the new moon, when someone is born under a new moon, it's almost like their life is one of adventure. They want to explore new things, try new things, grow new things. So you would have that as a, as maybe a, a facet of your personalities. But I think that oftentimes these things show up to show that you're synchronistically kind of meant to be together in some way. Cause it's very, um, it's, it's unlikely because there's so many phases of the moon, right? Right. That's what we were just very shocked because it seems yeah. so unlikely. And uh, our daughter is very, math oriented so she did the statistics of it and everything um but yeah it did it felt really special um because you know none of us are biologically related but we found one another and just felt really kind of cool so I thought I would take this moment it's absolutely yeah and you'll find these really neat connections like if I just took two people off the street and ran their charts. I would might not see a connection, but if you you said, oh, here's my best friend's chart and here's my chart. And I'd look, I go, oh, I can see why you get along. There's certain ease and compatible. There's certain different um, polar, like polar complementary opposite viewpoints that you learn from each other. The closer you are, the harder it is when people are different, right? So you notice like we get attracted to people in the beginning because, oh, we're so much the same. Look, we came from the same city or we have the same mole or we like the same songs. And so we group together on likes. Then all of a sudden we start noticing our differences. So if we are emotionally aware and immature, we say, oh, you're neat. I'm not. That's so cool. Help me get organized. So we can, we can sort of share and learn from each other. Or we can just be like, if the relationship breaks down, it's like, man, why are you such a neat, neat freak? And, you know, you're too messy. And then all of a sudden, it's all about the opposites. When in fact, 
people are in our lives to both push and pull us into who we are. And so, uh, so therefore, therefore the challenges with people, therefore the people that do support us and we, we grow on the edge of challenge and support. And so people will all, you'll always have someone come into your life that's different than you to challenge you. But looking for similarities really helps to glue relationships together. I love that. So do you think when we have that person in our life who, you know, I try to say like those, those people who maybe feel a little bit more frustrating are one of my greatest teachers. They have so much that they can teach me. Do you think when we have that person in our life that we maybe clash with, especially I feel like a lot of times it's a family member. We have a family member that we just struggle with, but finding like specifically going out of our way to look for those similarities. Do you think that can kind of help us maybe, you know, bridge the gap and, and see those learning opportunities? There's two things. Uh, when we don't like someone, the, fr- the last thing we want to do is see that we are like them. <laughs> but that's yeah. the- <laughs> it's like I, I, I am nothing like you. You're so this. You're so that. We just we start to like look at their downsides, right? So we're we're so yes to your thing. Yes, looking at that is is great. Where are we similar? Or or also, what am I learning from this? You know, what am I learning from this? Because everyone is a reflection of you. So whether they are similar to you and you're not accepting yourself in that similarity and you're not seeing it because you don't want to love that part of yourself or you you actually admire that, but you're judging it to be wrong. There's two things. It's called, it's and you've probably heard of it. It's the mirror principle. So if I don't like you, because you, know, you just rub me the wrong way, I can A, just keep blaming, complaining and just saying you're just such an irritating aspect of my life. Or two, I could ask myself, what is it about that person? And let's say it's like, well, she is so rude. Like, oh my gosh, she just goes first. She's rude. She says these things to me. It's just so insensitive. And then I'm like, I'm never rude. I'm always nice. I always say nice things. I would never be like Auntie Shirley or something. Well, then the truth is, if that rudeness is really irritating you, it's not Auntie Shirley. It's the fact that you don't allow yourself to say what you really want to say. And you're suppressing what you say by being all nice. And so when Auntie Shirley is super rude, you don't like that because you don't allow yourself to the freedom to be you. So people around us that drive us nuts are the number one area where we can really do some self-growth. Truly, you, 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 you won't get irritated at someone or not get along with someone unless they have something to teach you. So we can either push them away and just, you know, judge them as being these not good people or people that we don't like, or we can take a look at it and go like, gosh, what is it about this person? Like, why? And then I, so, so, so here, so let's use the same example. Let's say I pretend to be all nice, but internally I'm rude or I'm rude to like certain people, but I don't want to believe that I am. I want to think that I'm nice. That's simply a clue that I'm not awakened to my own self that I don't realize that I am also rude, but in a different way, in a different form. So yeah, getting, we going by circling back to what we started about finding out your being who you are. That is the number one way to know yourself, to look at the people that you cannot stand in your environment, but it's the hardest. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> and that's what it's been so interesting to me. And I, I always like use the example of a text message where one single text message could be sent out to two different people from, you know, the same person or in the same format. And someone could take it as like deep offense and the other person could take absolutely no offense to it. You know, do you feel like it just, like you said, the mirroring, yeah, it's all based on our perception. Yeah. So there's been studies done on exactly what you said. So what that is, is when the person that receives your text message, 
and takes it more negatively, that is an indication that you'll they have they have a defense against you in some way, shape, or form. So either they're insecure about your relationship or they're jealous of your relationship or they disapprove of whatever you're doing or not doing. There's something more negative. So they will read it more negatively. So let's say you sent it to me. We have no history. Um, and I would take it neutrally because our relationship is neutral. We, ha- we don't have baggage between it. So the more baggage you have in that communication, the more negative the text will seem. So people will read it differently based on you and they it it's 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 a thing it's a thing right like you, you text you get a text from someone and depending on how you feel about about that person it depend is going to be how you read the text or how you perceive that text is being written because there's no emotional contact there's no body language there's no face there's no voice it's simply because look if someone said great you could be like great yes or it could be like oh great right there's so many ways <laughs> read it and you will read it according to the relationship dynamic. That's so cool. I mean, it's not cool. It's really, (laughs) um, it's such a struggle, but it's such an amazing thing that we are, like you said, able to look at those things and grow from them and learn from them and learn from ourselves. So I have a question because I know you were talking about this a little bit and I apologize if I'm not picking up on everything. But when you look at someone's chart and you look at their history, do you kind of get a sense of the people who are maybe less likely to grow and evolve? Does that like show up like they're maybe more set in their way? You know, I think that, yes, there are. So there's modalities um, in in all the different signs. So there's... um, there's cardinal, which is like initiatory. There's fixed, which is like Taurus, which is stable, right? Which is a little bit more, you had used the word stubborn. And then there's a mutable, which is a little bit more able to be mutable. Okay. So these are modalities that we all sort of tend to have. We might have a little of each, more of one, less of the other. But as far as like evolutionary, we have to go into the spiritual aspect of, uh, is their soul, are they a young soul? You know, are, is this, are this, this is one of their earlier, you know, incarnations or are they an old soul and they get in there and they evolve super quickly. So you're going to be looking at the consciousness, not just mass like people you have to look at. Like now we have to look at that, but it, I can see like, I, I, I can't see when the, the evolution happens, but I don't know the degree to which the person will allow themselves to shed the old and embrace the new because people, people in the beginning would be like, I don't need help. I want you to look at my. My husband, you know, tell me when he's going to get better. Tell my, tell me when the kid's going to get. And I, I can say, well, here's a time period where they'll, they'll go through something. And, but I don't know if it's going to be just, oh, I am now a little more aware or, oh my God, I had a breakthrough. And we've all gone through various stages of breakthroughs in our life. So yeah, I can't tell the, the, how much they're going to evolve, but I do know these are turning points. Okay. That's really interesting. And then old soul, new soul. Is that something you're able to read or see? No. Well, I, you could kind of sense, have you ever met someone like a child and they just seem wise, the wisdom of the ages in a young child, they ought, they probably have, you know, older soul. And I, I don't know, some people aren't really into this, but when I refer to young soul, old soul, we can just go to a spiritual um, sort of uh, belief or, or, or story about how uh, your soul, your, you don't have a physical body, you're just a spirit or soul. And 
You know, you come to earth to learn lessons. And if you've been and you've learned lots and lots of lessons, your soul is really a lot older. And so you're much likely to evolve a little more quickly. So young souls are, are ones that just seem to never evolve. Like they're 60 years old. They still act like kids. They just are not self-aware. And so their lifetime is one level of self-awareness. And they the spiritual belief is they'll come back multiple times until we transcend. So we're here to learn lessons and astrology can show the timing of those lessons, but uh, only the person themselves can make those choices. Very interesting. I'm yeah. so glad we got to chat about this. This is, like I said, stuff I've you know heard and kind of learned about. So I guess if we're working toward kind of closing up our conversation today, how do you think your master, your superpowers test that you have, if someone were to, when someone takes that, and gets their results, does it kind of give them like a starting off point? What can they do once they get those results in order to, you know, grow? What it does is it, first of all, you become one of 20 archetypes. Okay. So I happen to be the intuitive luminary. There's 20 of them, like resourceful creator, efficient producer, Uh, spontaneous initiatives. You get like, it's just a cute little title thing. And then it'll tell you your top two elements and the elements have a lot to say about you. So let's say your top element is water. It'll tell you your superpowers, intuition. And you might be like, I'm not intuitive. I don't think of it, but that is a starting point. It'll have your weaknesses. It'll have like, like your, um, like your values. It has like all these little components that you may agree or not agree on, but I promise you that if you don't see it in yourself, it's there to be developed, right? And so um, so it's a starting point because it's like a guide to yourself, a very basic guide to yourself. And um, again, we've had thousands of people uh, take the assessment and I, I really haven't had anyone say, oh, no, that doesn't sound like me. It's just kind of enlightening to think there's a platform like, like that you can relate to that's you. And so somehow you feel heard like, oh, I'm not a, I, this is who I am. This is why I'm so um, detail oriented, or this is why I don't follow the rules. And then it, it is a starting point. I don't, I, I, I'll just say it, happiness you. We'd have all these classes like, oh, life purpose. Like I said, oh, we have so many, like, like so many classes, but the ones that drew the most people were always the ones where you could learn about yourself. The Enneagram, astrology, numerology classes, like anything to do where I could learn about myself, my path, magnet for people. The other ones, it's like pulling teeth, you know, getting people to come to class, but it's the, and so that's why I thought, oh, let me make a personality test so that it could be a launching point to some verbs and nouns and adjectives about yourself that help you to go, oh, that's kind of weird. This is me. I never thought of myself this way. So it's fun to have a stranger, basically, just through a series of questions, uh, tell you who you are. And then if you like it, even better, now you have a higher vision to move towards. So do you think like, because yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with personality tests. I loved it. I Even if it's like everything I know, I just, just like being, oh, it is. It's fun to just go, that's me. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you've got all these other classes. Do you think it could be a really good jumping off point for someone who reads it and goes, oh, this is who I am. Maybe learning about this would be a great next step, you know, to kind of find yeah. the next steps that they want to do yeah. once they have an idea of who they are. 
Oh, you know what I never, I didn't mention so far, but I have some, I have, um, I have an online group. It's called the Happiness You Huli. And Huli in Hawaiian means a group of people. And so because of the pandemic, it was great because, uh, people couldn't come to in classrooms. So we went online and now it's open to people outside Hawaii. And it's, uh, I have a, yeah, hundreds, if not thousands of like videos on all of this stuff on there. And then I come on once a month to talk about astrology and there's just so much like, content of like this all the stuff we talked about today like is in there hundreds of articles like thousands maybe so it's just a resource of kind of like i want to get to know myself where do i start and it's just a whole bunch of uh, information and it all starts with intent once you decide that you want to live a life that is um honoring who you are at the deepest level you will find like things will just open up. You'll find things on the internet. People will say things, you'll find books. And then that's the journey. And it's so unique and different for every person. Oh, that sounds so amazing. Well, thank you for sharing all of those. And thank you for sharing all of this wisdom today. I definitely want to go dive in immediately. So I'm really glad we got the chance to chat. Oh, me too. Thank you. I'm so happy to uh, have, have met you today and had this opportunity to share. I love I just love sharing information because every time I awoken to something new, it was so inspiring for me. And that just kept me wanting to keep going. So when someone is on that path of in the self-enlightenment, that's that's where I that's where I thrive. When I could be like, oh my God, now you're awake. Here, take this, do this. And it's just it's a it's a wonderful journey of of learning and growing. Yeah, and I would love to share uh, your your master, master your superpower. <laughs> and, that, and that's it, masteryoursuperpowers.com. It's just like a really easy website. And okay, that's a, I'll share that in the show notes. And is there another way that people, that you would like for people to connect with you? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So masteryoursuperpowers.com. That is the personality assessment. It's $10. Um, and then, but you get that manual. Then I have the happinessyouhui.com. Happiness, the letter U hui.com. And that's just at $20 a month. And then what all those resources I talked about where I'm there. And then obviously I've got Amazon. I got like nine books on Amazon. Um, I don't know what else there's. Oh, if you're interested, Facebook, Instagram, all this kind of stuff is posted all the time. So it's not really like personal life stuff. It's all life wisdom stuff. And I can give you all that stuff so you can post it at the bottom. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad we got the chance to sit and chat today. Thank you, Renee. Hey again. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love. Until next time.